Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 35, which we are recording on Friday, May 3rd. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it feels to us like it's been a month since we last <laughs> recorded and we've missed you all. And I don't think we've had our normal like get together and chat time. Either. I guess that's it because Gail and I were both commenting that, wow, it feels like it's been a month since we recorded, like y'all just said. Even though it really has only been by the calendar, two weeks, we're right on schedule, folks, but for some reason, it must have been an activity-packed two weeks. I think it has been, (laughs) yep. Well, let's get right into what are you wearing? I am not wearing anything knit today. (laughs) It is really hot out, and actually, I'm wearing my Golden State Warrior basketball t-shirt in honor of the fact that the Golden State Warriors made it past round one as an very underdog team playing Yay! the Denver Nuggets, and they are now going on to round two to play the San Antonio Spurs. Yay! So, yay, Golden Golden State, go team. And Gil, what are you wearing? <laughs> I am wearing my Coraline sweater, which is by Yasolda Teague, which I knit with alpaca, no, Misty Alpaca lace yes it was lace and you held it doubled i held it doubled and surprisingly it doesn't make me itch because that's right many alpaca blends make or alpaca yarns make me itch but this one not at all for which i'm very grateful because it's a super cute sweater it's really cute the color is perfect for spring it's light it's little and it's great for a day like today exactly just enough to keep the chill off right because there is definitely not a chill when you're outside but both my house and charlene's house it they're both just a they little bit tend cooler, to stay cool. for which we're grateful in yes. the summer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Don't need air conditioning here. And speaking of playoffs, if anyone else is a hockey fan, go San Jose Sharks. That's right. They, they barely won. made it yeah. in. But yeah, yeah, they have a bad tendency to make it into the second or third round and then fail really <laughs> badly. So let's hope that that's not the case this year. So... My family is a big NBA family, and Gail's family is a hockey family, and they both have playoffs at the same time, so it's kind of fun because we both get a lot of knitting time during playoffs. It's true. (laughs) It was funny. Yesterday, Mike said something about, oh, yeah, the playoff, the Stanley Cup playoffs have started, and I said, already? And he said, yeah, and I said, oh, wait, it's May. The reason I remember is my daughter Josie was born May 31st, and uh-huh. we were watching a playoff game in the labor and delivery room. Oh, really? I was, yeah, going through <laughs> contractions. It was keeping us entertained. That's funny. Okay, so from what are you wearing to what are you stocking? I am stocking but one item because I decided not to mention all of the other items that I'm still stocking that I am still stocking from the last previous episodes. But the new one that I am stocking is called Aislinn, and it is a cute little cardigan by Amy Herzog. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, just released this, no, in April, so just very recently released. Yeah, just within the last week, I think. Yeah, and it is a nice warm weather, lightweight cardigan. It has lace panels on the fronts, three-quarter sleeves, although you can make sleeves any length you want, and a tie front closure. It's knit in DK weight yarn, and it's just really sweet. I like it. I think it's a nice style. It's not too overly technique heavy, but I think it has just enough lace to make the front interesting with the little lace panels. I haven't purchased the pattern yet, so I can't say too much more about it, but Amy Herzog is currently having a lot of patterns in the popular list because she has that new book, Knit to Flatter, and a craftsy class, which Gail and I are both working our way through. And she is also the designer of the February fitted pullover that you have heard me mention many, many times here. And me. We've both been yes, stocking both, it over the last both year. Stock it, both have stocked it and want to knit it. And it continues to be one of those sweaters that I always wonder why I haven't knit it. And I I think this is going to be the year. I'm really going to sit down and knit it this year, I hope. (laughs) Me too. One thing, Aislinn by Amy Herzog. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? Well, I have to add to the Amy Herzog comments because, like Charlene said, she and I are both working through the Knit to Flatter class on Craftsy, which I cannot recommend highly enough. 
I hesitated to sign up for it at first, thinking, oh, most sweaters fit me pretty well, so I don't know that I need to make very many modifications. But you know what? There's a lot of really useful information in that class. Absolutely. Yeah, Charlene yeah. and I, just before we turn on the microphone, we're discussing how we need to take each other's pictures so we can determine our body type according to the class. And she and I both commented, we think our bodies have a natural curve in at our lower backs. So a lot of the sweaters that I knit have almost like a bubble effect at my lower back. They flare it, a little bit. Yeah, or not, yeah. not even necessarily flare because they come back and fit at the hips. But if you look at me in profile, well, just in the back. yeah, there's not, like a little flarish bubble yeah. right there, yeah. which I really don't want to have in my sweaters. And there are techniques in this class to help you address specific issues like that with your fit. So your height, your body type, your waist placement, all of those things are taken into consideration. And she does a fantastic job at making you feel that it doesn't matter what your body type is, your body is awesome. <laughs> Which I really well, appreciate it's true. that too. It yeah. is true. It's true. And I mean, you especially must know what it's like working with women because Gail has previously worked as a personal exercise trainer, personal yeah. trainer. And so I think from that, you probably get a lot of perspective on how women really put themselves down needlessly absolutely i might add yes. yes or i should add and that's why i wanted to comment that amy herzog deals with that issue very very well because that's a i think that's truly a talent and a gift to mm -hmm. be able to address that and make most people feel comfortable about right. it you know she has a lot of people out there taking pictures of themselves <laughs> who probably really really didn't want to do that i right. know i don't want to so I just think it's a fantastic class so yeah. far. I have not gotten into the specific techniques yet because I want to wait until I'm actually working on a sweater so that I can do the mechanics and understand it as I'm doing it. But she has some fabulous patterns and a lot of her patterns are written so that you can use the techniques from her classes, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. So that was just my two cents. on <laughs> So what am I actually stalking? Hohi Locatelli released a new pattern book called Hopeful Knits, and she wonderfully gifted it to both me and Charlene. And I think Charlene and I both, within hours, had each cast on a project. We picked the same project, which we'll talk about in a little while. <laughs> but I am stocking two of the sweaters from that pattern book. The first one is Toujours which I will be knitting. My family's buying me yarn for Mother's Day, so I got to pick out the yarn and everything. I'm super excited. And thank you, all of my Porchy friends, for helping me pick a color. That was not easy. So that's the first item I'm stocking. The second is her sweater pattern in the book called Window to My Soul. And let me back up a second. Toujours is similar to Boxy in that it's oversized and drapey. The pattern calls for sport weight yarn, but I'm going to knit it in fingering because I have been wearing my boxy almost every single day. It's the perfect weight sweater for, I'm a little bit chilly, I'm sitting at my computer working, I put that sweater on and it doesn't come off again until I go to bed. It is so comfortable, <laughs> such a pretty color. Everywhere I wear it, I get compliments on the color. And it just is very versatile. I never fuss with it. I don't know how many of you are like me and you put on your sweater and you're constantly adjusting the sleeves or the shoulders or pulling it down at the waist or, you know, fussing with it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to fuss with boxy at all. So Toujours is very similar. I'm really looking forward to having another similar sweater, but maybe not quite as much fabric. Window to my soul is very different. It has a lace top which ends right below the breast line and then goes into a nice full skirted effect in the bottom part of the sweater. Really, really pretty. It reminds mm -hmm. me a lot of the Lar sweater that I knit last year. And both of those are already in my queue and I for sure probably will be knitting Toujours next month. Don't know about windows yet when I'll knit that one, but really beautiful patterns, very well-written, based on the one Charlene and I have already started and is in my hands right now. And I guess 
In all honesty, I would have to say that, yeah, I've been stocking windows too, because I was telling Gail that there was a color that I had my eye on in a specific yarn. (laughs) (laughs) And I was asking her, do you think this color would look okay? So I guess I've been stocking that one too. Yeah. Well, those, and I've been working a lot. So my list of finished objects and such will reflect that and as is my list of items I'm stalking I'm not stalking nearly as much on Ravelry lately as I normally would be so all of my stalking time has been dedicated to her new patterns (laughs) all right so what are you knitting well as Gail mentioned we have been looking through the hopeful knits collection and we both picked up the shawl pattern and started it right away you know that I had been looking for something to use my skeins of Miss Babs that I got at Stitches, and I was hoping to make a two-color shawl out of the two colors of two-ply that I purchased, and I cast on the the in-the-moment shawl right away. (laughs) (laughs) I think we cast it on within probably an hour of each other, and that was within hours of receiving the pattern. And I am knitting, well, I've already said the yarn, but uh, the shawl, if you haven't seen it, it has stripes on the top half. Well, it's not even half. The major part of the shawl is striped with the two colors. And then it's got a little edging and it has slipped stitches in three places. Three columns. Yeah. One, two, three columns. Yeah. I've actually put mine down for a week, so I haven't picked it up. I'm going to have to look at Gail's. Mine's in my hands. Yeah. (laughs) Three rows that go out, I don't know, diagonally from the shoulder? Yeah, so it's crescent-shaped. Oh, kind of like forming pie wedges. Yeah, exactly. It's crescent-shaped, work from the top down, and those slip stitches differentiate the four sections of the shawl. Thank you. Basically. So it does look like four pie wedges separated by those three slip stitch columns. Right. And really beautiful and such fun to knit because once you get into the rhythm, you don't need the pattern for it's four row repeat. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Really fun. I love it. That was my main project about a week ago. When I kept, whenever it was, I cast off within the last two weeks. Yes. (laughs) I cast it on. And then I was telling Gail, I started to get some, a little bit of tweakiness in my elbow. I have that elbow tendonitis that started to flare up again. And I don't know if it was caused by the knitting of that shawl or something that I had changed in my exercise routine could have done it as well. So I put that down for a couple of days. And when I decided to pick up the needles again, I cast on another project. (laughs) (laughs) So the other project I'm working on, another Hohilo Catelli pattern called Neon. And that is a pattern that Gail has knit not too long ago. It is a mesh stitch textured cardigan. Knit top down using the contiguous sleeve method, which, which is, and this is the first time I'm using that method. And so far it's pretty straightforward. I'm liking it. And it's been a fun, fun knit. I wasn't sure if I would like that mesh stitch because I really enjoy stockinette. Just stockinette so easy to go and go. But this mesh stitch, not a problem at all. I I really enjoyed it. It was very fun. A lot of knitters who have made this sweater previously have said it wasn't so fun to knit it in the round. So I haven't gotten to the sleeves yet, so we'll see how that goes. But it's been really addictive, and it's been the kind of knitting that I have had to pull myself away from because just (laughs) one more row, just one more row, just one more row. I love those kind of projects. Yeah, and I have gotten down to a little bit below the sleeves. I've separated out my sleeves already, and I was trying it on for Gail when she got here. And it looks so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I I need to, I think I'm to the point, I need to look in the mirror, but I think I'm to the place where I'm going to start my decreases. Yeah, I was guessing that's where you were. So, yeah, I'll have to, I always look in the mirror to do that. So I'll have to try it on and judge that. But I think I'm just about there. And 
Those are the two things that I've been knitting. Tell them about the yarn for neon, please. Oh. Because it's so <laughs> incredible. You're right. The yarn for neon is called Violently Violet. It was purchased from Western Sky Knits, just this past Stitches West show. And it really is violet. And violently so. Bright, bright. And I love it. And I do have a picture of the yarn skeins on my project page. If you haven't seen it yet, go take a look at it. It's just, just wonderful and makes me smile. And <laughs> Well, it's, I, I was describing to Charlene some different colors right before we turned on the microphone. And I said it's in the neon family instead of the jewel tone family when I was describing the colors I was talking about. And I think that applies to your violet yarn right now as well. It's more like a neon-y. It's not really neon, yeah, but that kind not... of sense to it as yeah. opposed to a jewel tone yeah. violet. Yeah, I guess so. It's just there's it has a luminescence to it that is just quali a quality that is almost indescribable yeah it's you know, really it's, incredible it's kim did an gorgeous. excellent job on yeah. these games i've never quite seen another another yarn quite that luminescent. i have not either no <laughs> it's somewhat similar to ultramarine violet the new oh, colorway by madeline tosh yeah. but even that isn't an adequate comparison yeah. this is far it has far more depth and and at least luminosity. the skein, yeah, the skein that we saw. This one is a lot more tonal than the skein that we saw. So, I don't know, I'd love it. But it's so pretty. Yeah, <laughs> go take Definitely a look. Smiley yarn. <laughs> yeah. What are you knitting, Gail? All right, so I have my in the moment shawl by Hohe in my hands right now, and I am so proud of myself because I've been trying to dive into my deep stash and my stash doesn't go back that many years but this skein i'm using noro curion sock yarn which is a slow color changing yarn i received this as a gift from my very nice friend louise in france and it is pinks and purples that are just incredible jewel tones so it changes gradually from deep pink to light pink to deep purple to deep dark purple etc and then for the contrasting color i am using tosh marina light and charcoal so i'm proud of myself for digging a skein out of the deep stash because it just struck me i was looking at all these colors trying to decide what to cast on and suddenly i thought oh my gosh i have that noro that would be really possibly very pretty in a two-color shawl mm -hmm. because of those slow color changes it looks like i'm using lots of different color yarns yeah, and i'm really only really using neat. two balls so really i'm neat. really really happy with how it's turning out and i am almost done knitting the four row repeats which are two rows of each of the two colors and then i will be on to the edging which is all going to be the noro curion and then the final little pico edging is going to be charcoal and i'm debating whether or not I want to put beads in the Pico bind off. Oh. But right now the idea of putting beads on a 300 plus stitch <laughs> Pico bind off, which is going to be kind of tedious as it is, kind of makes me want to cry just thinking I about love, it. But it would be so pretty. It would. I love Pico bind off. So I love the way it. they look. I'm not real thrilled with actually doing them because oh, they seem really? to take forever. Yeah, they do take forever, but I don't mind. Well, they're always at that point where you're thinking to yourself, it's almost done, it's almost done, it's almost done. But then the bind off takes so long that yeah. I kind of lose steam. Oh, but it's worth it. Yes, it is. They do. <laughs> Pico bind offs are really, really pretty. Yeah, I love I that love little it. whimsical feminine yeah, touch. I love it. So that's the first thing I'm knitting. The second thing I am knitting is my Valerie cardigan. Now, I've talked about Mad May the last two episodes. It has started. It started on May 1st. And again, if you don't know, that is a knit-along sponsored in the Madeline Tosh Lovers Group on Ravelry. Lots of activity over there. It's really fun. Great camaraderie. Great chatter. Great prizes. It's really fun. So my goal was to get my Valerie cardigan done by April 30th so that I could have it off the needles before I started Mad May. 
And I knit so much over that weekend, my fingertips were almost raw really? because I was using the signature needles that are really sharp. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So stabby on your so, fingertips. Yes. And then your fingertips get all sensitive. Exactly. <laughs> so by the time I finally admitted defeat, my fingertips were very sensitive and tingly <laughs> and almost angry. I have four inches of hood left to go. All the knitting will be done. So four inches of hood to go. Then I have to graft the hood, seam the sleeves because they are set in seamed sleeves, Mm -hmm. then do the little toggles and I'm done. So literally I have one day worth of work left to do on that sweater, but it is now sitting aside for Mad May. So (laughs) Valerie is going to be gorgeous. It's really pretty. It's going to fit really well. I'm super happy with how the natural tweed Cascade 220 looks with the cables and stuff. Having that light color and cables, they just pop so much and it's so pretty. I'm really, really loving that sweater. So it's almost done, but there it sits. And I was thinking about doing a Mad May project, but I'm a bad knit-alonger. I just can't do it. (laughs) I want to keep working on my neon and, you know, that'll eat up so much time that I just don't think it's going to work out for me. (laughs) Yeah, because you're, well, you're infatuated with and in love with neon, so go with it. Yeah, I should. Yeah. And I just can't keep up with all the messages in that group either. Oh my gosh, it is very difficult. I just feel so defeated. Yeah. Yeah, it is difficult. I check in with that thread several times a day just to stay caught up. Otherwise, yeah, I would look I at it and be unable to do it. Yeah. So, well, I'm at the okay. computer all day. Yeah. So, yeah. It's easier for me. Definitely. You should have heard the jokes going around my house. So, it was just this very last weekend that I was knitting like a fiend <laughs> trying to get that thing done. And my husband was asking me, Well, why are you knitting during the day? Oh my gosh, I really want to get this done by the 30th. And he's like, Oh, there's nothing as much fun as deadline knitting, right? <laughs> He said, aren't you kind of taking the fun out of it for yourself? And so he was teasing me. And then the kids were looking at me strangely because I was knitting during the day. And Mike was saying, oh, don't mind mommy. She's on a deadline. (laughs) It was kind of funny. Yeah, deadline knitting. It's not as much fun. Yeah. But it was totally self-imposed deadline. Yeah. So that is so that you could have more fun knitting. (laughs) (laughs) How ridiculous is that? Okay, so that's Valerie. And then to celebrate Mad May, I did cast on my test knit. I am test knitting the sweater called Summer Dawn by Andrea Black, who is Lacuna on Ravelry. She was the designer of Pull Me Over, which Charlene knit not that long ago. Uh She also designed the Mary Mary cardigan that I knit and the Freya cardigan that I knit. I love her designs. Summer Dawn is an adorable little cardigan, button-up cardigan, that has a lace back. The entire back of the sweater is lace, three-quarter or elbow length sleeves, or she does have very um, modifications for a long sleeve version. And the front is solid stockinette, but the little lace detail comes over the top of the shoulders and shows on the front of your shoulders just a wee bit. Mm-hmm. So there's that nice little detail at the top of your shoulders. Nice contiguous sleeve method and let's see what else can I tell you about it fingering weight top down and she does have her pictures up on her project page so if you search for lacuna l-a-c-u-n-a you will be able to look at the pictures it's adorable she did hers in madeline tosh coquette so of course I Mm. loved the pink yes (laughs) I am using tosh merino light in dr Zhivago's sky which is a beautiful, deep tonal gray. If you've ever seen Tosh in the colorway stovepipe, very, very similar to the skeins I have, only without the blue that's in stovepipe. Online, I've seen several different variations of Dr. Zhivago Sky. Darker, mine is on the darker end. I've seen lighter as well. There's someone else test knitting who's test knitting in a lighter version of Dr. Zhivago Sky, but it's really, really pretty. I'm hoping that the tonal variation to the yarn doesn't disrupt the lace pattern too much. That's my only concern. Mm. But anyway, I'm loving the test knit. It's The yarn is heavenly. I've only knit really with Tosh Merino Light for little small projects. I've never done a whole sweater. 
this yarn is really, really nice. Yeah. Really nice. I love it. I'm knitting with it right now for the shawl, but I'm alternating it with the Noro, and Noro is much more rustic. So I haven't oh, been able yes, to get that is. feel of the Tosh Merino light, really, the way I am with the sweater, because I keep alternating to a more rustic yarn. Well, Tosh Merino light is what I used for my Leica sweater. Right. And... Despite the fact that that sweater really tweaked my elbow tendonitis, I loved working with the yarn. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Yeah. And it's very similar to Carita's Neighborhood Fiber Company Rustic Fingering Base. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Which so, I'm looking forward to knitting another two-color shawl. Yeah. Charlene's got <laughs> some beautiful rustic fingering. So that is finally the summary of what I'm knitting. All right. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to talk very much, but listen to that. So So what have you finished? I have finished a couple of things. You heard me talk last episode about my dinner in the Eiffel Tower shawl. I, in fact, I was finishing it the day we recorded, I believe. And so it is finally an official finished object, although I have to confess I haven't put a photo up of it yet because I want to have really nice photos and I just haven't Ooh, had the chance yet. out at the cliffs or something yeah yeah we should do that so I have finished that love it love the shawl it's a heavier weight shawl knit in DK weight but it just drapes wonderfully it's a near perfect color for me it love is. it love it's it really love pretty. it that's the heuchera color and that's... I keep correcting my pronunciation in my head when I read that <laughs> color now. It's like, oh, it's Huchera. Oh, no, 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 Gail. It's Huchera. <laughs> and as I mentioned, I think, it, I believe it's a plant. Plant people have told me that it's a type of plant, and I believe it's commonly found in Santa Cruz as well. So. Oh, my. Yeah. The second thing that I have finished is the Rainbow Ridge Beanie, which is a simple little free hat pattern that I found on Ravelry. It is written by Allison Britt. There are only 36 projects as of today on Ravelry, though it looks like the pattern has been out for, it's been out since September of 2011. So it's been out for a while, and it's basically just a simple little striped hat for kids with pearl ridges in between the colored stripes and you can make it uh, one color two color some people have done it in rainbow colors with each stripe a different color and i am using cascade fixation yarn which is a cotton elasticized yarn oh nice for a hat it's great for a hat and since mine is going to be a donation probably for halos of hope it's one of the yarns that they recommend as a soft hat for chemo patients to be able to wear against the skin so i'm using that and mine is kind of striped it's just randomly striped in colors that i have i have several partial balls of this yarn so i think i'm going to be using it up to make hats very nice yeah yeah and she also has another variation of this hat let's see the one that i knit is called the rainbow ridge bean rainbow ridge beanie but she's got another version very similar to it that has little embroidered lazy daisies on it that's called daisy bob and it's really sweet and cute surprised both these patterns don't have a lot more projects because they're both very sweet and very cute and if you haven't seen the daisy bob pattern take a look i really like it sounds like something i would like (laughs) yeah the third thing that i have finished you also heard me talk about last time because i was almost finished with it last time is my walpole cardigan by hannah fedig so that's my yeah so that's my big finish for the week or for the for the past two weeks. I knit mine in Drops Alpaca, so it's very lightweight, but it's cozy and warm. Uh, We have had some fog over the past week. Generally in Santa Cruz, we're having, well, we're having kind of now what I think of more as a summer weather pattern than a spring weather pattern, because in the summertime, we tend to have three warm days or so, and then we'll be socked in with fog for a day, usually a day and a half. 
which is what we have had in the past week. We've had a day and a half of foggy weather and I was able to wear my wall pole during that foggy weather and I loved it. <laughs> Do you think your wall pole is like a boxy only a cardigan? Somewhat. Like that same idea of just pure comfort? It It is. And one thing that I haven't done on mine yet, which the sample or the model sweater looks like it has the bottom blocked out a lot more than mine. That, yeah. Because when the first time I wore it, Gail said to me, oh, I thought the bottom... She thought the bottom flared out. Like that the fronts would drape down yeah, more triangularly. Yeah, like, like more triangular and actually had a big flare built in, which they don't. But in the, in the picture, pattern pictures, it does appear to be blocked that way. Yeah. And I could block mine out more because when I was steaming it, it has ribbing on the bottom and the ribbing kind of pulls it back in. But since mine is alpaca and it will block very easily, I think that maybe after I wear it a little bit more, I'm going to figure out how much I want to block it out because I may block it out a little bit more just to make it a little more flared at the bottom. We'll see. It's really, really cute though. Yeah. I can see that being a sweater I would put on all the time. Yeah, because it's so lightweight yeah. that drops alpaca yarn just weighs nothing. nothing. <laughs> So it's really nice. I don't know, to be honest, if it's it might get packed away until fall because it is super warm being alpaca. But I we'll see. I might wear it you a little could, bit. Yeah, I can see it being really nice to have in the mornings. Yes. Yeah. Here. It does have that feel to it, kind of a comfy cozy sweater yeah. like Gail mentioned that you'd wear at home a lot. So I may wear it. And then the fourth thing that I've finished is just some really quick little mason jar cozies. <laughs> that are awesome. <laughs> They're pretty fun. My uh, mom has been using the mason jars and she's got one of the sippy cup tops to it. That, <laughs> oh, that's what I call it. I tease her it's a sippy cup top. It kind of does look like one. You're yeah. Right. But I've got a straw through mine now. But my mom uses those a lot for drinks and food and so she mentioned wanting some little cozies so I came home after my last visit and I cast on a few and I've been playing on playing with knitting those and I don't have a specific pattern that I'm using I just cast on and I have been knitting mine from the bottom up so I'm starting with very few stitches on double pointed needles and then increasing increasing and then going straight up for the tube really simple kind of sock like almost yeah <laughs> but easier than yeah, a sock because there's sock. no heel yeah, exactly <laughs> so that is what i have been knitting gail how what about you've you? actually finished you finished a lot oh that is what yeah. i have finished yes okay. and you mentioned that you did finish one thing one little thing i shouldn't say little because it's not little i finished the sola hat which is a pattern by the wonderful julia trice mind of winter mind of winter knitting on Ravelry and it's adorable it is a four I think it's a four lace four row lace repeat so basically brim up you do the brim and then you knit the lace repeat until you like the length and then you decrease and I knit mine in a cotton nylon blend which I didn't like knitting with the yarn but it sure blocked out nicely it did and Julia recommends not blocking in her pattern to keep oh, that's the right. shape, but yeah. I did block because I wanted it more like a beret shape. shape. There we go. And I'm super, super happy with the result. I have received a lot of compliments on this hmm. on Ravelry. I was surprised. Not that I don't think it's a cute hat, but I don't usually get a lot of compliments on hats in general. <laughs> and a lot of people commented that, one, it's an adorable hat, and two, it they is. love the color on me. Yeah. And when I walked in, I walked into Charlene's house to record, and I thought, she's really going to like this really bright purple. <laughs> and then I looked at her neon, and I looked at my hat and thought, this is the dullest purple I've ever seen. <laughs> but if you don't compare it to violently violet it's a beautiful vibrant purple <laughs> and it's just a really cute fun quick knit pretty mindless because the four row lace repeat is very easy to memorize which i appreciated because i don't usually have that 
wonderful satisfaction of lace patterns sinking into my brain. I usually have to refer to the pattern, but not in this case at all. So I highly recommend the pattern. And let's see, someone online was asking about my boxy. I did summarize that, I think, in our last episode and summarize the different modifications that I did. You can look on my project page in Ravelry to see more specific details about that. But a lot of people commented, I've had wonderful comments on the boxy, first of all, but the comments were to the effect of, I don't think that would look good on my body. Oh, I saw a lot of those comments. Yeah. yeah. And I cannot stress enough how much I think this would look good on any body. People were thinking that my modifications to cut out some of the fabric made it more flattering. I did not cut out very much fabric at all. This is just one of those sweaters that drapes and regardless it's, of your body shape, oversized, etc. Yeah. I think this is a flattering, stylish sweater. Again, Which my, is surprising. Yeah. Because and, you wouldn't think so and I have to admit that even though I have plans to make it and I really want to make it especially after trying on Gail's version of it which I tried on and really liked I'm still hesitant because there's that box issue you know yeah, but you, you still part of your mind just can't wrap around it I really like this trying it on, but there's no way it could look. I don't know. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying because yeah, because we have we've had lots of conversations about, about this sweater. This. Yeah, when the pattern first came out, no offense to Hohi at all, I thought, eh, that's not something that would ever look good on me that I would ever wear. But again, I saw my new friend Stephanie at Stitches, mm -hmm. and she was wearing her boxy, mm -hmm. and it looked so darn cute on her <laughs> that I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to knit that sweater. And I'm really glad I did. It is a lot of stuck in it. I'm not going to kid you, but totally worth it. And like I said, I'm going to knit toujours, hoping it turns out similar to boxy. And I'm even thinking I might even knit another boxy in a much more mm. neutral color because toujours will not be neutral. So <laughs> <laughs> I may have to have a gray boxy yeah. or toujours in my future as yeah. well. So for yes. anyone who has doubts about that pattern, check out the different finished projects on Ravelry because there are a lot of different bodies wearing that sweater. And I'm going to have my mom try mine on next time I see her and take some pictures of her wearing oh, it. Oh, that's because, a good idea. Yeah. I think that that can put it into perspective because honestly, you guys, the picture that's my main project picture for that sweater, I'm kind of looking down and walking forward. So my arms <laughs> kind of push some of the fabric back and it makes it look really, really flattering and like it's <laughs> almost fitted and it's not. So look at all of the pictures because I'm holding my arms out in one. There's a lot of fabric There's, to that sweater. There is. There is. And I remember when Gail put that picture up, she laughed and she said, that picture looks really good, but I can't always hold that pose. So <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to be walking forward and my husband snapped the picture and the way the color looked in the sun, it was so pretty. I just yeah. had to use it. But look at all the pictures. That first one isn't necessarily a good representation of how the sweater looks on me, generally speaking. So... Just had to make those comments about Boxy for anyone who's kind of waffling or had dismissed it entirely. Consider it. It's a really nice, fun, cozy sweater. And that was what we finished. So, couple little announcements, and then we're going to do a book review. Announcements first, in case you're not interested in the book review. First, we have a giveaway. The wonderful Karen, who is Rear Donk, on Ravelry. Hi, Karen. She is a moderator in the Madeline Tosh Lovers thread and also a listener of the podcast. She has extremely generously donated two skeins of Madeline Tosh MCN worsted in the Ophelia colorway. This colorway is a pink, grayish green, variegated color and it's gorgeous, really gorgeous. beautiful perfect for spring i love that color it's gorgeous love 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 it yep it's really really pretty so two skeins of that which i believe is 400 yards and again mm -hmm. that's the mcn which is merino cashmere nylon blend nice and thank you so much karen that was so thoughtful of you and we are going to do a little giveaway in our ravelry group right we'll have a uh... We'll open a special thread 
just for the giveaway so that everybody can just have one post. entry. Right. Entry in that, and that will be separate from the chat thread for this episode. Right. So that we can still chat without having to eliminate people. And then if you if you like this yarn and would like to have a chance to win it, you can enter into the contest thread for episode 35. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and what did we want to do for everyone's post? Let's so- see. Why don't... We'll, we'll have a question there for you to answer and for your entry... One post per person. One post per person, Answering please. the question. Answer the question under episode 35 contest thread. Yeah, and it will be something to do with color and spring. We yeah. just haven't quite decided <laughs> what. So thank you again, Karen. That's extremely generous. And you are just awesome. Like I told you, I feel like a rock star that we've been PMing <laughs> on a Ravelry. I'm like, ooh, Karen's chatting with me. I'm so cool. And other announcement. We are going to start a series over the next two or three episodes related to dyeing and indie dyers. We have a couple of interviews coming up with some of our favorite dyers, and we're going to be exploring the dyeing process, what's involved basically from the time our wonderful indie dyers out there get their supplies from their vendors until we have it in our hands. Right. Charlene and I both have been very interested in the overall process, knowing what's involved, learning a little bit about it. I already appreciate immensely what the indie dyers do, and I'd love to understand it more so that my appreciation can be that much greater. Right, and from a total non-dyers standpoint, because neither Gail nor myself dye have, you know, have done major dying and right besides kool-aid for me right for myself also and neither of us plan on dabbling in that anytime soon right (laughs) and we're not going to be of course asking dyers to reveal their trade secrets right 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 um, the level of education that i hope most of our listeners are interested in just to be educated and to understand what the process is and to appreciate what goes into it because i know a lot of work goes into the dying process the main the main thing that I would like to draw attention to is just bringing appreciation for these wonderful products. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> so we're really looking forward to that series. We've been planning it for quite a while now, and that should kick off with episode 36 if all goes according yeah. to schedule. So we're really excited about that. Today's episode, we're going to review a book, and don't be frightened away by the title, which includes the word crochet. Even if you're not a crocheter, If you're interested at all in the technique and learning it or improving it if you've already tried it, this is an awesome book. And the title is Connect the Shapes Crochet Motifs, and it's by Edie Ekman. And I took a class from Edie, I believe it was two years ago at the June TNNA show, which that year was in Long Beach, I believe. And I just have to add that Edie was delightful as a teacher. She had so much to teach us, was enthusiastic, and we had a class of varying abilities. There were some folks in there who wanted to learn techniques, basic techniques, and there were some folks in there that wanted to learn how to read patterns, and some folks who were just ready to put it all together and and plan crochet additions to their knit projects. So she was able to handle it all with (laughs) grace and ability. And she, I think everybody got a lot out of her class. And this book kind of takes all that because the book I think is great for all levels. I, I of, absolutely agree. Yeah, it would be great for a beginning crochet. A brand new crochet. Brand new crochet, but it would also be fantastic for people who have a little bit of previous crochet experience or even a lot of previous crochet experience. And, you know, Gail and myself are mostly knitters, but both of us do have quite extensive crochet in our in our crafting histories, both of us have crocheted a lot. Because we both enjoy crocheting as well. Right. In fact, actually, I'm actually crocheting a little as we scrubby speak. as we speak, I just realized. And both of us have found a lot to like about this book. Do you want to talk about the different sections? Sure. And all of the reviews we've done to date have been very positive. 
That is not because we only want to say nice things about what we review. <laughs> Honestly, it's because we've been fortunate enough to have nice things to review. This book qualifies in that same category. Yeah. Awesome book. When you when we opened, well, Charlene opened the package. When she gave it to me <laughs> to review, I was instantly impressed by the quality of the book. Very nice cover, very beautiful photography on the cover. You open it up, and it has one of those hidden spiral bindings, so it lays flat. The book will lay flat. Which is yes, which awesome. Is, um, yes, yeah, it it's is. A, it's it a is. very good trait for yeah, any kind of crafting book. So that you can read it right and not have to hold it open. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, great quality. And then when you open the book, fabulous, fabulous layout, which we will get to. The first section of the book is Get Started. And it includes charts, how to read charts, what the symbols mean. It includes things like starting and ending around when you crochet in around. It talks about weaving in ends. It talks about creating the different shapes and how to arrange them in a good way in case you don't have a natural flair for that. Right. It talks about choosing yarn and yarn colors to make choosing your colors go yes. well together. And how to work with variegated yarns yep. in crochet. And I just want to take one step back a little bit to talk or to go back to what Gail mentioned. It talks about how to weave in ends, which a lot of beginners for both knitting and crochet patterns will just say weave in ends. Yep. And since I am a knitting and a little bit of crochet teacher, you would be amazed at how many people come into the store and says pattern says to weave in ends. How do I do that? It, it's not intuitive. People need, do need to learn this. And this book actually goes over that, which is so nice for a beginner. And it has clear photographs that show you how to do the process. The photographs are some of the best I've ever seen in a technique book. Yeah, I Hands would down. agree with that. I would definitely agree. So that whole first section, if you're brand new or fairly new to crochet, is extremely useful. Mm -hmm. If you are an intermediate to advanced crocheter, it's also very useful if you want any of the theory behind placing your motifs, arranging them, joining them, joining your colors them. for yes. them. Great, great section. The next section of the book is Get It Together covers all sorts of fabulous information about joining your motifs. Yeah. She has a section on join when you're done. She has a section on join as you go. She has a section on continuous motifs that all build together and a section on edges and finishing. Mm -hmm. So I have been wanting to crochet a scarf with all of my sport weight bits that I have left over from different projects and I want it to be very colorful and floral whimsical motifs. I have not done this yet because I feel kind of clueless about how to put it all together <laughs> and I didn't want to have to be seaming them all together painstakingly. Right. Well this book has specific motifs for joining your motifs together and I just think that's the coolest thing yeah, ever. I'm sure definitely. that it's not a brand new idea, but to me, it was a brand new idea. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be able to crochet my scarf eventually because <laughs> now I know that I can do it in this visually pleasing. Right. It's still going to be time consuming, but in a way that doesn't feel as daunting to me. Right. So that's yeah. the second section, which is get it together. The third section, I think, is my favorite part of the entire book. It yeah. is motifs and joins. There are 101 patterns for different motifs and joining motifs, and the layout is phenomenal. The layout is wonderful. You open the book up to any page in this section, and Gail mentioned the wonderful photography. So the, clear, perfectly yeah, clear. You have a, a photographed image the of motif each itself, motif. Right? Right next to it, in the same orientation we noticed, is a graph that shows how to work the motif. So a chart. Some people chart, call that yeah. a chart. Chart or a graph. And then right below it is written out instructions. So if you're learning how to crochet, 
you will be able to follow written out instructions. If you're learning how to use a graph or a chart, you'll be able to look at the chart and compare the instructions right there on the same page with the written out or vice versa. Yeah, and that's what I'll be doing because I've done a lot of chart crochet, but I don't consider myself to be very experienced at it, and I haven't memorized what each of the symbols means in mm -hmm. terms of single crochet, half double crochet, etc. So each page, like Charlene says, has crystal clear images. And if she is showing a motif that's joined, she has the chart in the same orientation with the same number of motifs and the same joining displayed right there in the chart, which to me was like, wow, that should, it should always be done that way. <laughs> yes. And the inside back cover of the book is a stitch key. Mm -hmm. So it shows each of the different chart symbols and what it means. So you can always peek at the back of the book, see right. what a specific symbol means if you need to refresh your memory. Right. And if you've ever looked at some of those Japanese crochet yes, exactly. books or international crochet books where the pattern is always written as a graph or a chart, but you have been hesitant, here is a really great way to learn to read those charts with the accompanying written directions so that you can make sure that you're reading it properly. And you know what I didn't think we should do? I didn't think of that we should have done is describe what a motif is. Oh, okay. I actually saw this as a question on Ravelry once. Oh. A motif, think of a granny square blanket. Right. Everyone's seen a granny square blanket, I hope. Each granny square is a motif. So in this book, you have flowers, you have circles, you have triangles, you have squares, you have hexagons all in different motifs that may or may not have multiple colors. So you can have one center round that's one color, and then the next round is a different color, and they build outward to form the motif, and they're gorgeous. I right. really like and, so many of these motifs. And in most cases where there is separate sections, she does each one in a different color right so that visually it's easy for you to read the instructions and see oh okay I'm doing round one or round two and and it's the first color in the middle which is green and then I get to the third round and the third round is pink and you can visually see what your round is supposed to look like as yeah and that's you part of the, the header of the page shows that it shows the yarn color oh yes <laughs> and what round of the motif right. that corresponds right. to so Incredibly Very well clearly written. laid out, well thought out. You can tell she's a teacher. Yes. <laughs> and like I said, there are 101 motifs and joining motifs combined. And in the back of the book, there is a picture index of oh, all of the Oh, that is really motifs. fun. Yeah. That so is really fun. At the end of all 101, which each has their own page or more than one page, there's a summary where they're categorized and you see the little thumbnail picture with the number of its motif and the page number. So it's very yeah. easy to, you know, at a glance, see, oh, well, I really like these floral motifs or I really like these cool triangle, um, what are they called, uh, continuous motifs. And you can easily flip to them. So the classic grannies, classic grannies, a little double crochet, double, gathered chains. Yeah. She has several different categories. Layered mesh, clustered, triple petals, start with a flower, picos in plural. So that they're all categorized and you could say you wanted to do a flower blanket or a flower scarf. You can visually see and mix and match without flipping through a hundred different pages. Right. You can easily put them all together into one project. And Charlene and I each keep referring to flowers, but don't be misled to yes, think that this is all true. floral that's motifs. It's it not. is not. Lots, Lots of, of graphic and motifs and mesh. And, and, yeah. yeah, really, oh, there's a lot of variety. And let's see, there are 11 patterns in the book as well. That's section four of the book. There are, among those 11, placemat, a shawl. Pincushion. Which is adorable. <laughs> that's the one I want to make. An afghan and a blanket. I'm not sure what the differentiation is. Pillow, a garland, which is adorable. Oh, the garland is really cute, too. That's, I do want to make the garland. So do I. That's kind of the vibe of what I want my scarf to look like, only not yeah. strung out like that. 
a vest, a skirt, and a lampshade. Yeah, so lots of variety of projects. And, of course, the freedom to just go to town on the different motifs. There is even a section in the book, a little small one, about freeform crochet, Mm. which is interesting in and of itself. This also would be fabulous for learning crochet because it is not difficult or time-consuming to crochet a motif. So it's a very easy way to learn, and I kind of got addicted to them when I first learned to crochet because... For example, if you're doing a granny square, you could just keep going and going and going on that same granny right. square and turn it into and a turn blanket. turn it into a blanket. So it's really fun. It's just a fun way to learn how to do it. And this gives you a lot of variety in how you want to approach that. And I think that there are a lot of garments coming out now that incorporate knitting and crochet together where... One isn't necessarily a supporter of the other, but they're kind of work together to get the job done, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, well, and, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. no, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say the other thing that you actually mentioned earlier in this episode embellishments. You mentioned mm-hmm. a hat that had, was it a daisy? What was the oh, name of the hat? Oh, it's. It's a hat that has like a little lazy daisy embroidery. Oh, that's embroidery. On it. Okay. I think it was embroidery, yeah. I was thinking in terms of how easy it is to use crochet as an embellishment. But, yeah, there are lots of hats where it has the little flower on the side. Right. That it would can be, be really, would be really, really cute. cute. Yeah. I saw a sweater recently that did that too. I can't think of who or what the pattern name was. But oh. anyway, that's another way to think of crochet. You don't. I personally don't wear crocheted garments. I did crochet a sweater for Josie when she was a wee little mite, but I think it has a really good place in the crafting world for lots of different reasons. So if you're at all interested, I highly recommend the book. The first hat I ever made was a crocheted hat. Mine probably was too, (laughs) actually, yeah. And I've done several crocheted blankets and things like that. It's just, it's also, in my opinion, faster than knitting. Some things, I agree, it is, yeah. And the other thing that I like to crochet, or the other thing that I like to use crochet for, and I'm kind of using it in that way right now, it uses different muscles. Your hands move differently. Oh, that's true. So if you, like myself, get tweaked out occasionally by knitting or knitting the same thing, knitting in the same position. It's a really good idea, in addition to doing your hand stretches, but it's a good idea maybe to take a break and try something else. I'll occasionally, like I'm doing now, pick up a crochet project because it doesn't tweak my elbow in the same way. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And another thing that I just realized, I'm working on a big Afghan project and a lot of my friends are contributing squares that they have knit and i will be crocheting around the edge of each square to tie them all together and then seaming so that's another example of how you can use knit and crochet together Mm -hmm. in the same project so it's a nice technique to use in certain projects to bring the whole project together so just another example i thought of absolutely So we hope you've enjoyed that review. Again, the name of the book is Connect the Shapes Crochet Motifs by Edie Ekman. And And thank you to Story Publishing. It is published by Story Publishing. I wanted to add that. Thank you very much to Story for sending that to us. And I think that's it. Yeah. Double thumbs up from Gail and Charlotte. Absolutely. From the Arniacs. Okay. Thank (laughs) you so much for listening. Yeah. Two hooks up in this case. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We always appreciate your time and energy and the fact that you like to listen to us. It makes us really really happy. We really do. And you know, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who commented for it was podcaster day something like that which i didn't even know i didn't either and somebody started a little thread in our message board on ravelry just to say thank you and thank you guys i really appreciate it really really appreciate it if you had any idea how flattering it is when i hear someone say 
you are my favorite podcast with all the different podcasts <laughs> that are out there. That to me means so much. It it's does. like such a flattering it and really does, immense compliment. So thank you very much to all yes. of you who listen and who comment in the threads. We love to hear from you and PMs and friend requests and all of that. Thank you so yes. much. And here in the U.S., before we get our next episode out, it's going to be Mother's Day. So happy Mother's That's Day. Right. Happy Mother's to Day to all of you who's listening moms and critters. grandmoms and every kind of mom exactly. that's out there and sometimes dads are moms too so ha- happy mother's day to all of you absolutely <laughs> thanks for listening everyone happy knitting happy knitting bye-bye you can find us on itunes at yarniacs podcast visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com we have a growing ravelry group and you can follow us on twitter at yarniacs Goodbye and good knits.